And we're going to do tonight the same Gedalia, the third day of Tishrei. The Rosh Hashanah is going to be on a Tuesday this year, and same Gedalia, Thursday will be a fast day. Now, Gedalia ben Achikom was actually killed on the Rosh Hashanah itself by a man called uh, Yishmol ben Nisanya, who arranged, it was an arrangement with Baalus, the king of Amoin, and I wanted to go through about Hitzayim Gedalia, a historical perspective. First, we'll start, there's only one place in Tanakh where the fast of Hitzayim Gedalia, the story of Gedalia is mentioned in Tanakh in detail, but the story of Hitzayim Gedalia, or any fast for that matter, is mentioned one place in Tanakh in a Pesach in Zechariah, which actually the fast days are only mentioned in Tanakh that they're going to come, become big celebrations. As the Pesach says, Hashem says the fast of the fourth month, the fast of Tammuz, which is, of course, the 17th of Tammuz, the fifth month, which is the fast of Tishabov, the fast of Tzayim Gedalia, the fast of the 10th of Tavis. Yinyel Yehuda will become for the Jewish people. will become great days of joyous, joyous days. And you should love truth and peace. Rashi says Tzayim Hashvi refers Shabai Nehera Gedalia. This is when Gedalia was killed. There's a Gemara in Rosh Hashanah that says Tzayim Hashvi. Is the third of Tishrei. That is when Gedalia ben Achikam was killed. Who killed him? It was Yishmo ben Nisanya that killed him. This teaches you. That the death of a tzaddik is equal to the destruction of the Beis Hamikdash, and therefore the passing of Gedalia, who was a tzaddik, is a fast day equal to the destruction of the Beis Hamikdash, which right next to it is Tisha B'Av. Why does Zechariah call it Tzayim Hashvi? Shvi in the seventh month. Tishrei is the seventh month when you count from Nisan. Okay, going on now. Uh, now, according to the simple meaning in this Gemara, why is it a, ter- a terrible day? Because a tzaddik was killed. Now, unfortunately, in our history, there have been other tzaddikim that were killed. Just from Tanakh, you have Hur, who was a son of Miriam, a grandson, a, a um, son of Miriam, a nephew of Meish Rabbeinu, who was killed when he tried to prevent the Chet Egel. Zechariah ben Yehoyada was killed when he rebuked the Jewish people on Shabbos Yom Kippur, and his blood was bubbling for many years. Yeshayo Hanavi was killed by his own grandson, Menashe. Uriah ben Shmayahu, who was one of the Nevi'im that was killed, Yesi ben Yoyezer. So unfortunately, in our history, there were a number of tzaddikim killed, and probably a lot more than I mentioned. So why is Tzayim Gedalia the only one that was turned into a fasting? So the simple reason is... That after the death of Gedalia, I'm just going to mute everyone. Unmute yourself if you have a question or comment that's important. After the death of Gedalia, there was no Jews in Eretz Yisrael. After the death of Gedalia, there were no Jews in Eretz Yisrael for a period of 52 years. And 
actually there have been Jews in Eretz Yisrael from the days of Yeshua till today, with the exception of one 52-year period, which is after Tzayim Gedalia. So I'd like to start, before we actually get the story of Gedalia, to focus on the Medrash on those 52 years. There is a Medrash in Psichta de Eichar Abosi, Al Hehorim Eso Bechivo Nehi Yermio writes, on the mountains I cry, on the Ois Midbar on the Midbar we lament, Al Oisan Horim Noim Umishubachim. On the beautiful mountains, right now there's big fires in the beautiful mountains near Yerushalayim, but on those mountains, Eso Bechivo Nehi I cry. On the Oisov Shel Yaakov, on the beauty of Yaakov, Shenev Chumlekino, that became lamentations. The people didn't hear the voice of warning. They didn't hear the words of Torah. They didn't listen to the prophecy. Instead of listening to Hashem and to the Torah, they listened to the item that angers Hashem. They were angering Hashem. As it says, they angered Hashem by bringing in strange things. And therefore, and therefore, uh, from birds to animals, they went away. And the word behema is begematria chamishimushtaim. The word behema is the gematria 52. In those 52 years, not only were there no Jews in Eretz Yisrael for the 52 years after Tzayim Gedalia, but even the animals and even the birds left Eretz Yisrael. And the word behema, first of all, is the animals, and it's the gematria of 52. Reb Hanina says there were 700 kosher fish, 800 types of grasshoppers, all types of birds who all left Eretz Yisrael to bubble. And when they returned, they all returned except for one fish called Shibuta. How did the fish go to exile? He says they went through the Tahim, the, the deep water, and they came back through the Tahim. Rabbi Zaira says, look how chutzpedik is Eretz Yisrael, that it still produces fruit. Why did Eretz Yisrael continue to produce fruit during those 52 years? Rabbi Hanina and Rabbi Shub and Levi, one says because they fertilized it, and one says they turned over the earth, which means in those 52 years, Eretz Yisrael was quite desert, and it was very hard to produce anything. With great effort, they managed to produce something. Now, of those 52 years, the first seven years after the death of Gedalia were the worst. There's a Pasuk in Parshanitzavim that says, sulfur and salt, sreifa kolartzo. The whole Eretz Yisrael will be burned, will be useless. The Kol Kach Lama, why did this happen? Al shame. there's a Pasuk in Daniel that says, which means that for seven years, Hashem put a terrible punishment on Eretz Yisrael. And it's all connected to the Pasuk and Parshan Yitzavim that people will ask, why was Hashem so harsh on this land? Why did Eretz Yisrael become so desolate for those seven years after the death of Gedalia. Now, we did mention before that there was some minimal success of planting in those seven years. Kusim Shabbat Keitzad Oisin. What were the Kusim there doing? 
even though Eretz Yisrael was desolate, there were in the northern part of Eretz Yisrael, when Sanchenev exiled the Jewish people for Shalmaneser, Tiglas Peleser, three kings of Ashur consecutive involved in exiling the Jewish people, and they brought the Shemroinim, the Kusim, people from Kus to Eretz Yisrael, and these Kusim later settled in Eretz Yisrael, and later they tried by the second Beis Hamikdash to join the Yidden building the Beis Hamikdash. Yeshua Kohen Godel and Zerubbabel rejected them. Later they made a lot of trouble. And you still have some of these Shemroinim, some of these Samaritans, they still have some sort of a, a structure on Hargrizim where they still make a carbon out of Pesach. They had the whole story with lions that came and attacked them. And they asked Sanchena for help. Sanchena got Kainim to teach them. And these Kusim were keeping some mixed religion a little bit of Taira and a little bit of Avedizara. But these Kusim, who did live in Eretz Yisrael, even in those 52 years, even when the animals and the birds left, the Kusim were still there, and they had great difficulty producing anything. So Ketzad Hoyuaisin, as he says over here in the, this is all, all the parentheses is from the Medrash Hamavur, but it's how they deal in Eretz Yisrael in those years to get something to plant. They used to plant it in little bits, and they used to put harbe offer a lot of earth and a lot of fertilizer. And Zoyrin Khan, they would plant here, and suddenly whatever they plant would start burning. They got a little bit of produce and a bit of fire. Zoyrin Khan, they planted here, as the Medrash, the Medrash Hamavur says that Kopam is Adama Shuv. They planted, they produced a bit, and suddenly the sulfur started burning. It was burning sulfur. So these kusim were planting, were producing, and then there were fires from sulfur. There was an incident with one of these kusim. He was standing and plowing in Bikas Beisarovo, and his hand held on to the Yoseid to the peg of the plow, and suddenly he lifted up some burning earth, and his hand, this kusi who was plowing, his hand got burned, he burned his hand off. He fulfilled the Pasuk that says, this says in a Pasuk in Parshanit, sulfur and salt, the whole Eretz Yisrael was burning, as the Mishnayis, the Medrash Hamavur brings, the earth, the land of Israel was burning through its sulfur and its salt, anything that touches it. However, in the future, everything will be back, and Eretz Yisrael will be a most productive land, as it says a Pasuk in Yechezkel, this deserted, desolate land, will be worked through again, will produce again, it was desolate, and the worst desolation of Eretz Yisrael in history was the seven years after the death of Gedalia, and when Mashiach comes, Eretz Yisrael will flourish in an unbelievable way. We see even in our times that during the 1900 years that there were very few Yidden in Eretz Yisrael, there wasn't much progress in planting and agriculture in Eretz Yisrael, and when Yidden started coming back to Eretz Yisrael, they had a lot more Hatzlacha. Now, uh, before we get to the details of the story of Gedalia, just one more Gemara, which is, I forgot to write a, this Gemara that I'm having now is from Gitin Daf Pei Ches, 
forgot to write a reference. Dorash Mereimar. Mereimar says, what is the meaning? There's a passage in Daniel that says, Vayishkoid Hashem al Horo Vayeviyeho Oleinu. Hashem was diligent on the bear and brought the bear on us. Kitzadik Hashem Elikeinu. Because Hashem is a great tzadik, that's why he brought bear on us. That's a weird pasuk. Tzadik is he going to help hurt people? Tzadik should help us. Mitzum Mishum the tzadik Hashem Elikeinu. Because Hashem is a tzadik, by Yishkoid Hashem Alorov Ayeviyeho Oleinu. Is that why he brought bear on us? Elo, what this pasuk actually means is Tzedakah also HaKadosh Baruch Hu in Yisrael. Hashem did a tremendous justice with the Jewish people the way he had the exile happen. The Golos Bovel happened in a number of stages because first there was the Golos Yichonya or even earlier than that was the Daniel and a few of and four and Hanani Mishal of Azari were taken to Bovel. Then we had Golos Yichonya and, and which Golos Yechonia was the king Yechonia with 1,000 Talmud Chacham, including Mordechai and Yecheskel. And Higla, Golos Tzitkiyahu, Vadayin Golos Yechonia Kayemes. The exile of Tzitkiyahu came to Bovel when the exile of Yechonia was still existing. As it says in Golos Yechonia, Hacheresh Vahamasker Elef, there were 100 Cheresh Vahamasker, and what's the Cheresh Vahamasker? Cheresh, Gemara says in Gitin, when these Chachomim start speaking, everybody becomes like they're deaf, like nobody says anything. When this Chacham this starts speaking, everybody is silenced. When they close and they say, this is the halacha, this is the meaning of the Sugyah, no one ever begins because whatever they say, these are thousand, these Chachomim, they are the greatest sages and whatever they say is correct. Vikama, how many of these sages were exiled with Yechonia, with Mordechai, with Yechesko? It was a total of Elef. There were 1,000 sages who were exiled with the Golos Yechonia. We have in Megillus Esther by Mordechai, Asher Hoglo, Mirushalayim, Im Hagoilo, Asher Hogloso, Im Yechonia, Melech Yehuda, Asher Heglo. So Mordechai, Yecheskel, and many other sages, 1,000 in total, were all exiled 11 years earlier. Then 11 years later, by Golis Sitki Yahu, the bulk of the Jews were exiled. And then the Dalas Ha'am, as we're soon going to see, were left in Eretz Yisrael under the rulership of Gedalia. And then when Yishmael ben Nisanya killed Gedalia, these people all against the instructions of Yirmiyo Hanavi escaped to Mitzrayim and eventually they all unfortunately got killed there. And it actually mentions, and this is from, I've seen it by Avigdor Miller, it's originally from Deire Sarishoinim, but I've read it more detailed by Avigdor Miller, that he brings that you find a tremendous transformation of the Jewish people from the end of Bayes Rishon to the period of Golos Bavel. In the end of Bayes Rishon, we find the level of Yiddishkeit was very weak. There was Aved Zoreh, Gilu Yarayis, Shvichas Domim. There's even a Pasuk in Yecheskel, a terrible story that Ebbes mentions, quotes the story and says, it's one of the worst things that you ever find such a Pasuk that people should do such a thing, that there's 25 people going into the Kodesh Kadashim and uncovering their backside and 
doing something unpleasant right towards the Kodesh Kadashim to try to upset Hashem. And this is something that the Rebbe brings up. You never find such terrible things happening. And this happened Dafka right before Chorban Beis Amikdash. Yet suddenly, during the period of Golis Bavil, the Jews rose to a very high level of Yiddishkeit. And it's brought, the suggestion is brought, I've specifically seen that Avigdor Miller in his history book goes very into this. But Doides Harishonim takes it as well. And it's based on this Gemara that what? That when they came to Bovel, the Choresh and Masker were in Bovel first. You had these 1,000 Chachomim. Then the bulk and masses of the Jewish people were brought to Bovel and they followed the Chachomim. And the Dalas Ha'om, which according to and Avigdor Miller included all the troublemakers, they remained in Eretz Yisrael with Gedalia. And therefore, the masses followed the Chachomim. And therefore, suddenly in Bovel, the whole level of Yiddishkeit of the Jewish people rose. Then this Dalas Ha'om eventually didn't come to Bovel. They didn't stay in. They went to Mitzrayim. They got killed out. But later, the community that it was in Bovel was still at a very high level, Beruchnius as opposed to shortly before the Chorban, which was very weak. Now the details of the story of Gedalia as found in Yirmiyahu. The story of Gedalia is Yirmiyahu, Perak Mem, Mem Aleph, Mem Beis, Mem Gimel. And Yirmiyahu, Perak Mem, we begin that Hashem speaks to Yirmiyahu, Hadavar Asher Hoyel, Yirmiyahu, Meis Hashem, Achashalach Hoysei Nevuzaradon, Rav Tabochim. Nevuzaradon was the general of Rav Tabochim, the chief butcher, and he sends Yirmiyahu from Roma, he took him. Yirmiyahu was tied in chains, which this was not that he, Nebuchadnezzar did not tie him in chains. On the contrary, Nebuchadnezzar was told to make sure he's treated him well. But Yirmiyahu tied himself in chains. Yirmiyahu tied himself in chains together with the rest of the exile. Hamugolim Bovela that were exiled to Bovel. Rashi brings that it says here, Hadover Asher Yirmiyahu, what Hashem said to Yirmiyahu, and then it doesn't say what Hashem says. What did Hashem say? So Rashi says this refers to this is in Perak Mem, but in Perak Mem Beis, we're going to have the whole story of Gedalia. And after Gedalia was killed, Yoichanon ben Koreach and the other Jewish people that were in Eretz Yisrael, Asked advice of Yirmiyahu Hanavi if they should stay in Eretz Yisrael or run away to Mitzrayim because they were afraid of what King Nebuchadnezzar would do to them. And it says, At the end of 10 days, they were waiting for an answer and they waited 10 days. And then, and Hashem tells Yirmiyahu, and Hashem tells Yirmiyahu, tell the Jewish people that if they stay in Eretz Yisrael, everything will be good. And if they go to Bavel, to Mitzrayim, then the hand of Bavel that they were afraid of will get them in Mitzrayim. And they went to Mitzrayim against the advice of Yirmiyahu, and eventually they all they went, they went down Beruchnius, and they eventually got killed there. And we will also learn soon a Medrash that Yochanan ben Koreach, who was the leader of the Jewish people in Mitzrayim, and all of his people lost their Olam Haba because of the way they dealt with this issue. So this is the first shot in Rashi that Hadover Asher Hoya was the instruction to Yirmiyahu Hanavi to tell the Jews to stay in Eretz Yisrael and not to run away to Mitzrayim. The Medrash Agoda in Eichar Abbasi says Hadover Asher Hoya that Hashem tells him 
There was a question, should Yirmiyahu go to Babel or should he stay in Eretz Yisrael with Gedalia? Because Nebuchadnezzar, after the destruction of the Beis Amikdash, appointed Gedalia ben Achikam as the governor of Eretz Yisrael and the Jews left in Eretz Yisrael and things, for about two months, things were picking up. And the issue was, should Yirmiyahu stay in Eretz Yisrael or should Yirmiyahu go to Babel? And Yirmiyahu preferred going to Babel. He tied himself in chains with all the other Jews being exiled to Babel. So Hashem tells him, If you want to go with the Jewish people to Babel, Hashem says that I stay here. If you stay here, I will go with them to Babel. So Yirmiyahu says, if I go with them to Babel, how am I going to help them? Better let their creator go with them. The he can help them. And therefore, when Yermio heard that either Hashem helps the Yidin in Babel or he helps, Hashem can help them much more. It says that Nebuzaradun took him from Romo. What's Romo? Rashi brings He was Yermio was voluntarily going into exile with the Jewish people. He saw a group tied in Kailan and in chains, and he would put his neck with them, as it says in Psikta. In the Haftar of Dirve Yirmiyahu, you can't say Nebuchadnezzar put him in the chains, because Nebuchadnezzar clearly told him earlier, don't hurt Yirmiyahu in any way. So Yirmiyahu is tied up in chains because he tied himself in chains, just to mention. Though it's not necessarily so connected to Tzayim Gedalia, the Pasuk here, Vahu Asur Bazikim, is that Yirmiyahu is tied in chains and tied himself in chains. There is another Pshat that's brought in Midrashim, and Taisvis Yamtiv brings this on Vahu Asur Bazikim, is referring to Hashem, Shrinto Begolusa, that when the Yidin are going to Golus, Hashem is in chains with the Yidin, because a, when a Yidin goes in the Yidin is suffering, Hashem Chab suffers with them, and this the Taisvis Yomtev connects on Sukkot, which we're soon going to have when we say shyness, we say what does it mean so it's brought in the Rav and the Taisvis Yomtev in Mesef the Sukkah, that there are three Sukkim in Parsha B'Shalla that has 72 letters each and they have 72 names of Hashem you look in the Rav and Teisvis Yomtev, you'll see how to put together those 72 names. And um, Ani and Vahu are two of those 72 names. And we say, Ani, Vahu, Heishi, Ano, Hashem helped the Jewish people. So the question is, why do we specifically say, and this in the Heishinus, which we say on Sukkot, we say over and over, Ani, Vahu, Heishi, Ano. Why do we specifically pick the two things, Ani, Vahu? are both referring to the concept of Hashem is in Golos. Ani is based on that that Hashem is with the Jewish people in trouble, or there's a Pasuk Ani also referring to Hashem being, and that Hashem is tied in chains, and we're asking that Hashem save the Yidin and save the Shechinta Begolusa. And that's just for the Hashinus, which we're saying on Sukkot, which is connected to this puzzle. Okay, going on now. Mitzudas David brings Hadavar Asher This was after the whole story 
after the 10 day, they, the Yermiyos, they waited 10 days for an answer from Yermiyo. And first we're gonna mention the whole story, how Yermiyo stayed with them in Eretz Yisrael. He didn't go to Bovel with them. The Vuzaradan eventually untied him from the chains. He came to Gedalyo. And we're gonna say why they wanted to go to Mitzrayim and they asked Yermiyo advice from Hashem and how Yermiyo gives them over the answer of Hashem. And that's the Dovan Asher In Pasuk Beis, we have the Rav Tabochim, the chief butcher, the chief executioner, who's Nebuzar Adon, takes Yermiyo and says, Hashem predicted all this bad, and therefore, why are you in pain over it? You were prophesizing all this, the Yidin didn't listen, so why are you upset about it? He says, the next Mitzvah is Dovan Hashem, but he says, I know that you prophesized bad in the name of Hashem. And in Gimel, it says that Hashem came and did everything he predicted. You guys sinned to Hashem, you didn't listen. So why are you upset? Whatever you predicted. He says in Mitzvah, whatever you prophesied, you said they should make peace with Melech Bavel and serve Melech Bavel. They refused to do it. So exactly what you predicted happened. So why are you upset? Your predictions all came true. And in Pasuk Dalit, the Buzaradim continues to tell Yermiyo, I have untied you from the chains. If you wish, you want to come with me to Boy, come. I'll put my eye on you. I'll look after you. And if you don't want to go to me with the bubble, you can stay anywhere in Eretz Yisrael. He says in Mitzudas David Dalit, that because it was not the Nebuchadnezzar, Nebuchadnezzar is saying Nebuchadnezzar didn't win because of his own strength. It's because Hashem's anger because of the sin of the Jewish people. And you warned them. So you're not guilty. So therefore, I'm going to untie you from the chains and I'm going to look after you and come with me to Babel. Anyway, in Pasuk Hei, before Yermiyahu even made a decision and before he announced his decision that he's going to be staying in Eretz Yisrael, Nebuzaradan already realized what his decision is going to be, and he tells him, Vishuva, go return to the governor. There was the governor, Gedalia, which the king of Bovel appointed in Eretz Yisrael, Gedalia ben Achikom ben Shofan, that the king, Asher Hifkid, Melech Bovel, bought a Yehuda. The king appointed him in the cities of Yehuda and stay with him amongst the nation, or you can go wherever you like. And he gave him food, he gave him gifts, and he sent him, Nebuzaradan sends him. Uh, Rashi says, he still didn't want to go back. And Hashem clearly tells him, go back to Gedalia. Gedalia has been appointed over all these poor Jews who remained in Eretz Yisrael. And they, these poor Jews need you. And in Pasuk Vav, Yermiyahu returns to Gedalia. The capital now has moved from Yerushalayim to Mitzvah. By Yava, Yermiyahu, El Gedalia, Ben Achikam, HaMitzpasa. By Yeshev, Itay, B'Seich, Shara, B'Seich, Ha'am. And Yermiyo is with the rest of the people, and he shot him about us remaining in Eretz Yisrael. Now, so there are Jews left in Eretz Yisrael where Gedalia is the governor. Now there were armies, officers, army officers who were in the field, who during the war of the destruction of the Beis Hamikdash, these Jewish armies, that Jewish regiments fled. Heim of Anshem, and they heard that the Melech Babel appointed a Gedalia ben Achikam in Eretz Yisrael, and he appointed with him men, women, and children from the poor people that were not exiled. So these people came to Gedalia. And we have now the leading officers include Yishmael ben Nisanyo. He's the one who eventually kills Gedalia. Yoichanan ben Koreach is the one who warns him, his brother Yoichanan ben Koreach. 
Sroya ben Tanchaimis, the sons of Ephai, Hanateifasi is Anyahu ben Amachasi. And all these officers come and Gedalia swears with them and he says, don't be afraid of serving the people of Babel. Serve Babel and it'll be good for you. And I'll be here sitting in Mitzvah. I will represent you before the Babylonians. And you guys should now gather wine and figs, dry figs and oil and put in your vessels and live in the cities that you capture, you, you, you grab, because there's plenty of residents available in Eretz Yisrael. And Eretz Yisrael was quite available then, open. A lot of houses and very few Jews. So now, first of all, there's the Jews that the king of Babylon leaves in Eretz Yisrael. Then we have the parts of the army who were never captured or returned. Then in Yeralef, we have many Jews who during the war had fled to Moya of Amin and Edom and all the other lands, and they heard that there are still Yidin left in Eretz Yisrael, that Gedalia is in charge. So many Jews came back from all these places, and they came back to Gedalia to Mitzvah, and they had, during those two months, from Tisha B'Av till Rosh Hashanah, they took, they had a very successful harvest. They gathered lots of wine and lots of dry figs. It was a very successful financially harvest. And Yoichanan ben Koreach and all the other officers, Basada, they came to Gedalia to Mitzvah and they said, Yudalah, this is a key posik. Do you know? Do you know that Balas, the king of Amin, do you know that Balas has sent, there's an arrangement between Balas, the king of Amin, and Yishmael ben Nisanya to kill you? Now, Gedalia refuses to believe them. He refuses to believe them, which actually this is considered an Aveda because somebody, if somebody gives you a warning, it says, you have to respect him and suspect him. And Gedalia should have taken the necessary precautions, but he refused to take necessary precautions. When they came to visit him on Rosh Hashanah, Yishmael ben Nisanya with 10 people, he didn't even check them for weapons, as any decent government makes a security check. He was overly believing. And that's why there's actually a Pusik, which we're soon gonna see. The people Gedalia killed. Gedalia never killed anybody. Gedalia was a tzaddik. But by not heeding the warning, by not taking precautions, Gedalia was indirectly responsible for the death of many people. But Gedalia was a very nice person. He refused to believe anything. Gedalia ben Achikam refused to believe these warnings. So on one hand, we're saying that Gedalia ben Achikam is a tzaddik. At the same time, we're saying because Gedalia refused to believe something bad on a Jew. In Pasuk Tesvav, Yechanan ben Koreach comes to Gedalia secretly and he says, I want you permission. I should go and kill Yishmael ben Asanya. And no one will know how it happened. I'll do it quietly because if he kills you, all the Jews left in there, Yisrael are all going to scatter. And Gedalia says to Yechanan ben Koreach, don't do this thing. What you're saying about Yishmael ben Asanya, it's all a lie. Don't say bad things about a Jew. In Perak Memalif, it's on the seventh month on the Rosh Hashanah, Yishmael ben Nisanya ben Elishama, he is Mizera Hamamucha, he is from the royal family, which that's one of the reasons that he hated Gedalia, because he felt that he should have been put in charge of the Yidden and Eretz Yisrael. Yishmael ben Nisanya is from the royal family. Gedalia is not from the royal family. And he came with Merabe Hamelech with many of the officers of the king. 
Rashi brings that Sarei HaMelech Niskanubai, there were a number of officers who were jealous of Gedalia, Shenatal Gedula. They're from the royal family, and Gedalia took the Gedula for himself, but he took it. L'shem Shemayim, the king of Babel, to put him in charge. And he's able to help the Jewish people. And Yishmael ben Esanya arrived on Rosh Hashanah to Gedalia, Vanoshim, Asara Noshim Ita, he had 10 people with him to Gedalia, and I think I'm on his bus. They had a Rosh Hashanah meal. Yishmael says, I want to, can you invite 10 Choshev guests to Rosh Hashanah? And Gedalia has a lot of Achnath and he invites these 10 people, and these 10 people are there with weapons, and on Rosh Hashanah, they attack Gedalia, and they kill Gedalia on Rosh Hashanah itself. Dak brings over Rosh Hashanah, Nera Gedalia, and Achikam, Gedalia was killed on Rosh Hashanah. So why do we fast on Gimel Tishrei? Why do we fast the day after Rosh Hashanah? He says, We have the Tainus after Rosh Hashanah, because it's a Yomtev. And Adak brings me Zerah HaMalucha, Yishmol ben Asanias from the royal family. He is from Malchus, based on it. And he's jealous of Gedalia because the king appointed him. And the Radak brings the Razal that this Yishmol is a descendant of Gerim. We have a passage in Divrei Hayomim that there's a fellow called Yerachmel. Who is this Yerachmel? It says in Divrei Hayomim that uh, uh, it says in Chumash that Yehuda has a son Peretz, and Peretz has two sons, Chetzrin and Chomel. Chetzrin, who is the son of Peretz, in, in Divrei Hayomim has three sons. The older one is Yerachmel, who we're soon going to learn about. The second one is Rom who was the grandfather of Nachshin ben Aminadav, and the third one is Kalev ben Yefuna. But this Yerachmel, he married a woman called Atara, and it says in Divrayom, and it says Atara zu She was actually a non-Jewish woman. So she was a princess. Yerachmel took her to brag, look, I married a princess. And I'm such a hush of a person, this princess converted to Judaism to marry me. She is from a daughter of kings, and that's why she's called Atana. And we say, You shouldn't believe in a ger, and this is specifically a ger who has an insincere conversion. The problems that can come from an insincere conversion could be even 24 generations later, because this Yerachmel who married Atara and up to front, and Yishmael ben Nisanya was a descendant of this marriage between Yerachmel and Atara. And he brings from Atara till Yishmael is Chav Daladeiris, 24 generations, as it says over there, and he ended up killing Gedalia. I always find this Radak, this Medrash, a bit difficult because you're saying that Yishmael ben Nisanya is a descendant of. Yerachmel and Atara 24 generations back. If you work out how many ancestors a person has 24 generations back, you know, everybody has two parents and four grandparents and eight great grandparents. By the time you go to 10 generations, everybody has 1,024 ancestors. By the time you're 20 generations, it's over a million. By the time you're 24 generations, it's um, 2 million, 4 million, 8 million, 16 million, so 16 million descendants the guy had, he had ancestors. 
So if the 16 million ancestors, probably almost every other human being is my ancestor. So you're saying that because this year still, nevertheless, this is what the Medrash says that still this insincere conversion between with Yerachmel and Atara, this was the cause of the tragedy of Tzayim Gedalia. Yes. You inherit all kinds of genes from your ancestors. It's up to you to turn to which one you turn on, which one you choose to. Okay. Good. Okay. I'm Samina so says that you get all sorts of genes, but uh, you can use the genes in all sorts of ways and what you want to do with them. But it's nevertheless, he has this negative gene which he got from his ancestors, Yishmael and Atara. Anyway, Vayakam Pasik Bays, Vayakam Yishmael bin Asan Yishmael bin Asan, you got up on the Shan at the meal. With the Aseras Hanashem Ashanayuite, by Yaakov as Gedalia ben Achokim, Achikam ben Shofen, they killed Gedalia Achadav with a sword. By Yomus Haisa, he killed him. That Hifkid Melech Baba Baritz. Why did he kill him? Asher Hifkid. Radak says because he was jealous. Achutzpe, how dare you become in charge of Eretz Yisrael? I'm the royal family, and you became in charge. You deserve to be killed. Now he wasn't satisfied just killing Gedalia, but he's called Hayyehudim Ashanayuite Yom. Yes, Gedalia by Mitzvah, he killed every Jew he found in the city of Mitzvah. He wanted to make sure there were no witnesses. So every Jew who was present was killed. And every custom, the Babylonians that were there, as Hanshia Muhammad, there's Babylonian soldiers. Hiko, Gedalia, Gedalia, Yishmael killed all of them. So on the first day at Rosh Hashanah, and Yishmael ben Nisanya killed every Jew or guy that was in sight. He made sure there were no witnesses. It was already a day later. There was not one witness that he killed Gedalia. Why? Because every person who knew was killed. On the second day, people came from these three cities. 80 men who had their beards were growing, their garments were ripped, they had their flesh ripped out with they brought gifts to bring, bring to the base Hamikdash. Rashi says to bring to the base Hamikdash. Rashi says these people left their house. They didn't know about the destruction of the base Hamikdash. On the way, they found out about the destruction. And because of this, they, in Avelis, they shaved off their beard and they pulled out some flesh. That's how Rashi learns that they were on the way to the base Hamikdash. Radak says that when they left their house, they didn't know about the Khorban. And on the way, they heard about the Khorban. And Radak says that it's very unusual that from Av till Tishrei, they wouldn't know about the Churban. And Radak brings that they heard that Yerushalayim was captured and they heard the Beis HaMikdash was destroyed. But uh, they thought that since they were, he left over Dallas Hades, he may have left the, the part of the Beis HaMikdash also didn't destroy it, all of it. Or maybe there were still Karbanis there. But on the, on the way, they heard the Beis HaMikdash was also destroyed. They ripped their garments. In any case, Yishmael ben Asanya goes to meet them. And Yishmael is a good actor. And he goes, he's crying on Chorban Beis HaMikdash. And he meets them and he says, come, I'll bring you to Gedalia. He brings him into the city. He shefts all these 80 people to the Bayer. There's a big pit there where he's taking all his... And he's trying to shech these people. Again, he wants no witnesses. Of these 80 people, he shech 70 of them. And 10 of them say to Yishmael, don't kill us. And we'll have some treasures. We have wheat and barley and oil and honey. And he heard that they have treasures and he agreed not to kill them.
And the bird where Yishmael threw all these dead bodies is a place which Basham made as a fortification. And this the pit he filled with dead bodies. It says here, Rashi brings that he should have been concerned about the advice of Yochanan ben Koreach. He didn't take precaution. It's considered as if he caused their death. And the Gemara here brings the same thing. Okay. Rava brings in the Gemara here, even though you're not allowed to believe it, you have to be concerned. You have to take precautions. The Gemara brings an interesting story about this. Hani, from the story of Gedalia, which we learned. Hani, B'nai Galila, there were people of Galil. There was a rumor that they killed somebody. They came to Naptarfan and they asked him, Litman and Mar, hide us. They're accusing us of murder. So Naptarfan wasn't a problem. Should he hide them or not? Are they murderers or are they innocent? Omar, he says, hey, what should I do? If I don't hide you, they'll see you and they're accusing you of murder. If I'm going to hide you, it says, even though you're not supposed to accept it, you have to be concerned. So on one hand, for me to hide a murderer, how can I go and hide a murderer? Because I'm not allowed to protect the murderer. But on the other hand, to hand you over to the government, I'm not allowed to do either because maybe you're not murderers. So he says, the best for me is to do nothing. You guys hide yourself. I'm not going to help you. I'm not going to hurt you because I don't know. So you should take, basically, the message of this Gemara is that if you hear something negative, take precautions, but don't accept it as true. Yishmoel now takes the rest of the people in Mitzvah, the B'nai Samelech, and everybody left there. And he's taking them all. He, he puts them all in captivity. And he's on his way going to the Melech B'nai Amun. Yoichanan ben Koreach and the other officers heard what he did, and they take all their people and they go to fight Yishmael ben Nisanya. They found him by the water in Givain. Yishmael sees Yoichanan ben Koreach and the other, the Vikirais Ha'om, the nation, the mass of people, the mass of prisoners that, that Yishmael ben Nisanya had, see Yoichanan ben Koreach with the other officers coming, and they all turn, they all turn against Yishmael, and they went to Yechonah ben Koreach. So now Yishmael ben Nisanya is being attacked from Yechonah ben Koreach and his army, as well as from his own prisoners. Yishmael ben Nisanya ran away with eight of his men, and they got to Melech Amun. Yechonah ben Koreach and all the officers see, have the rest of these people, which they freed them all, and they don't know what to do, because who knows what the Babylonians are going to do. In Pasuk Yudches, Vayelfu, Vayeshvu, they went to the palace of Kimahom, which is near Beislechem on the way. They're planning to go to Mitzrayim. Who, what palace is this that this group of Jews uh, went to? The goddess Kimahom, Rashi says, this was a goddess, this was a mansion that the Yohiv David Likimahom, David Hamelech gave a mansion to a certain Goy. Why did David Hamelech build a beautiful mansion for a Goy? This guy was Bar Barzila Giloda. When David, when David ran away, when David had a war with Afshalim, and David fled from Afshalim to Yardin for six months. At that time, there was a guy called Barzila Hagiladi who supported David. David later wanted to do something good for Barzila Hagiladi. Barzila Hagiladi says, Whatever you'll do for me, 
I'm an old man, I can't benefit your music, I can't hear food, I can't taste, I can't eat, I can't this, I can't do anything. But I have a son came home and look after him and that'll be my reward. So David built an amazing mansion for this Kimahom, and this whole group of Yidin now settled in the goddess Kimahom until they'll work out what to do, because they were afraid of the Babylonians because Yishmael had killed uh, Gedalia. Now they came, Yechonah ben Koreach and Yezanya ben Hishaya. they all approached Yermio and they said, Davin for us to Hashem, because we're in big trouble because of the death of Gedalia. And Hashem should guide us, we should do. And Yermio Anavi says, I'm listening, I will ask Hashem and I will not hold back whatever. And they said, Hashem is our witness that we will do whatever Hashem says, whether it's good, whether it's bad, whether we like it or not, we're sending you to ask Hashem and that it should be good for us because we will listen to Hashem. And it was 10 days till he gets an answer and he tells Yechonim and Koreach and all the people that Hashem says, if you remain in Eretz Yisrael, then I will build and I will not break. And I, because I regret all the bad that I did, don't be afraid of Melech Babel. Hashem will give you mercy and he'll have mercy and you'll bring you back to Eretz Yisrael. And if you say we don't want to stay in Eretz Yisrael, we're going to go to Mitzrayim, then all the problems that you're expecting are going to reach you in Mitzrayim. The cherev that you were afraid of will get you in Mitzrayim. The famine you're afraid of will get you there. And you'll all die there. The people heard these words, which Yirmiyahu said. Yirmiyahu goes on to say, so Hashem says, just like I had gave my anger on the inhabitants of Yerushalayim, if you go to Mitzrayim, you'll have your anger over, over there and you'll be destroyed over there and you'll never see this place again. Hashem has instructed, don't go to Mitzrayim. I warn you today because you're making a mistake. You said you're going to ask Hashem and Davin Hashem and we'll do whatever Hashem says. And I'm telling you now, and you refuse to listen. So you should know if you don't listen, you're going to be killed by sword and by plague in the place in Mitzrayim where you want to go. At the end, Perek Mem Gimel, Yirmiyahu finishes speaking to the people and he tells them over these words, and Isaiah ben Hishaya and Yechlem and Koreach and all the other people who are Zaydim who are intentionally going against Hashem and they tell Yirmiyahu, you're a liar, you're saying this prophecy in the name of Hashem, Hashem never gave you this message of not going to Mitzrayim, it's Baruch ben Eriyah, who we're having some friction with, who's convincing because he wants us to fall into the hands of the Babylonians. And Yechonim and Koreach and all the other officers refuse to do this. And they all take all the Yidin that are there and they all get them all to go to Mitzrayim. And we have a continuation of various things that Yermio warns them in Mitzrayim and they don't listen. There's a Talmud Yerushalmi now about Yechonim ben Koreach. So Yechonim ben Koreach is the one who got all these Jews to go to Mitzrayim against the advice of Yermio Hanovi. Rabbi Yechanan brings in Talmud Yerushalmi Sanhedrin that Yechanan ben Koreach and his whole group have no chaylek le'elam haba because it says, Bashem bagodu kibonim zoru yuladu. And Rabbi Lazen and Rabbi Yehuda says, we, they, before they went to Golas, they became Arelim, they stopped keeping bris. And the other said they started making mamzeidim, they started in marrying improperly. And all these things which they did. Now, so that's why we have Tzayim Gedalia, just to end on the Pasuk and Zechariah, that Zechariah said, which we mentioned before, that Tzayim Horevi and Tzayim HaChamishi, Tzayim HaShvi, which includes Tzayim Gedalia, will become Sasein Simcha Mayadim Tzayim. Tzayim Gedalia will become a big Yomtiv, and how we will achieve this. People will love 
love, truth, and peace. And by this, you will transform the same Gedali and all the other Tanesim will become big and Tavim and will be Zaycha to the Gula Shleim of the Konek. Okay, any questions, comments, please feel free.